Welcome to Enlightenment 101. I am Danielle G. I am an author, a teacher, and instructor. This show will explore, engage, and enlighten us on love, life, living, and everything in between. We will discover how to not just live, but be better and sustain a level of life that offers well-being for generations to come. Welcome to Enlightenment 101. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Enlightenment 101. Hello, hello, and it's funny you should call today. Hey, you guys weren't ready for that right in the beginning, were you? Yes, I decided to put it right up front. You know, I am your host, Danielle G. Yeah, that's me. I feel like we've been on a break. (laughs) Maybe because we have. It's after Christmas. We're heading into the new year. And I actually have been on a break. I went on a vacation And man, did I need it. I didn't realize how much I needed it until I saw the sun and the ocean meet. I was indeed in heaven. It was a glorious time. And I truly, truly unplugged. I didn't check emails. I let um, the people know that I care about and that care about me when I arrived and somewhere in the middle of the week. But it truly was a much needed vacation. I ate, I prayed, I loved, I laughed. I had a great, great time. And uh, and maybe that's why I feel now kind of refreshed, you know, ready to uh, get back in and kind of share with you what, um, what I, what came to me. We often need these times, these breaks, if you will, to renew, to reflect, and to restore. Renew our minds from the overload of thoughts, especially with such a galvanation of information via social media and other media outlets. Um, Reflect on how far we've come so that we can find that space of gratitude that allows us to restore. So it often is about renewal, reflection, and restoration. So, On that note, before I continue, I want to acknowledge those of you, those of us who may have struggled this Christmas season. I realize that we often get caught up in the lights, the trees, the decorations, the food and the festivities. But for some of us, this is a very grievous time. Some of us have lost loved ones, be it a parent, a child, a partner, a spouse, a grandparent, friends. And the holidays brings the sadness, the overwhelming grief that we can kind of tuck away throughout the season until those times come up and bring it into our faces full force. So I acknowledge you and I want you to know that you are not alone. I really, really want you to feel that you are not alone. Even if you look, if, even if you feel, you look around and you see no one but you, you are not alone. There are many facing the same situation that you are. And I feel you. I know you. 
and it will get better. With intent, with time and faith, it will get better. Keep rising and putting one foot in front of the other. So I really, really want to acknowledge those of you, those of us, because we are one who may be experiencing um, the feelings of the loss. So on my trip, I had a chance to reflect. As I said, breaks often give you that opportunity. And um, by the way, I want to mention that this trip was a closing of a chapter for me. More on that later. Um, as I was at dinner, having this amazing smoked salmon with plantains or something like that, there were some chips, I think, that were, I think they said that they were plantains. I began to reflect. I immediately took out my phone and began to collect my thoughts. I hadn't decided if I would share because not all thoughts are meant for an audience. Some are just for you. You know, I think that's one of the problems. And I did say problem and I use my words intentionally is that in social media, sometimes we share things that are just not meant to be shared. Some of it you need to let marinate and keep for yourself, you know, or process it. And sometimes we share things live in the moment, not even able to process it yet. So I wasn't sure if I if I was going to share as I reflected. But here I am. I tell you all the time I am led by spirit. This isn't even the episode that I um, had planned on doing this this the end of this year. This is the end of 2023. But, you know, I would always say for I know the plans for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and the future. So here I am following the ultimate plan, following God's plan. So as I looked back and reflected over my life, I know for sure God was and is a keeper. God was and is a keeper. Unlike man, woman, friends, parents, no matter the reason, God never leaves. I learned that we see God often from the rear, from the back. You know, it speaks to that saying that says hindsight is tr- is twenty twenty. How many of you have heard that before? Hindsight is twenty twenty. That means when you look back, you go, wow, now I see. You know, there's also a popular phrase we use, which says, um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> but it makes it possible, which makes reflection possible is that we are looking back. You can't reflect Unless you're looking back, you know, when you're looking in your rearview mirrors in your cars, you're looking back to see how close things are. But it often says may appear closer than they are. Ooh, and I want to talk about that. Um, the song says, as I look back over my life. But there's a song by Mary J. Blige that says, 
If I look at my life and see what I see, if you look at my life and see what I see, she's looking back over her life and seeing how far she's come. So when I began to look back as I moved forward, I looked at the things that had devastated or tried to devastate and traumatize me. Times when I felt lost and sad and alone. But I never felt defeated. I never felt defeated. Isn't that something? As sad as I felt, as lost as I felt, I never felt defeat. That's the faith that I didn't know that I had. There's a quote that says, a woman is like a teabag. You don't know how strong she is until put in hot water. That's by Eleanor Roosevelt. And I am sure that I am not the only one out there uh, as you listen in to Enlightenment 101. Welcome to Enlightenment 101. This episode is titled Reflection. I am sure that some of you have been put in hot water. Now, this just is this is not just applicable to uh, women. That's just the quote because I do have male listeners, and I want to know that I I want you to know that there are oftentimes I know that you have been put in hot water too and didn't know your own strength. So I acknowledge you as well. Well, I can tell you this: I have been through a lot, as many of us have. But during this time in my life, I was truly shaken to my core. Remember, God never leaves. And I say that because oftentimes we feel when we are shaken, basically to our core, we feel that we are alone. I felt like it was a tsunami. You know, when a tsunami comes, everything gets destroyed. You have to rebuild from scratch. You know how people say, we built our house from the ground up. <laughs> that always makes me laugh because how else are you going to build it, right? You can't build it from the roof. You have to build it from the ground. So I said that because I want to add levity because this could be a heavy topic. Reflection sometimes can feel heavy. But I believe as you reflect and over your life and the things that came to steal, kill, or destroy you, and they didn't, that enlightens and enlightens you on your journey, on continuing your journey. So there is a method to it. There is a purpose for your pain. Whew, I hope I can do this. <laughs> um, losing my father, my first love, devastated me in a way that was excruciating. It was a pain I could not articulate or describe. And you all know I, I, I can articulate pretty well. I had no words, only pain. You hear me talk about my father periodically throughout some episodes and that's because the love has deepened. See, you don't realize how much you love someone until they are no longer present. So I'm about to go deeper. So if 
talking about loss or grief is a trigger for you due to a recent loss. I understand. I do. So if you need to tune out, please do so. Because I don't want to um, reopen a wound that hasn't healed yet, if that's not what you're ready for. So I respect you. I understand. I understand. Because there was a time when I tuned out all things death. Like, I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to see it. It was too much. But I promise you, we won't stay there. We will not stay there. I remember going to my father's funeral and being there, but not fully present. That's what trauma and grief can do to you. It takes you out of your body. My body was there, but the enormity of the pain took me out. Surely, God didn't have to take him. That's what I said to myself. Like, why? And I want you to know it's okay to ask God why. He welcomes it. All that stuff when people say, don't question God, God wants us to question him. How else are we going to get to know who we are and how mighty and bold God is? I had experienced pain and disappointments things uh, before I didn't think I'd get over or get through. I had several losses. Um, lost a best friend. She was my first best friend, actually. She had been killed by her boyfriend. Um, and that was a deep loss. I've also had some very personal losses that I'm not ready to share just yet, but... Um, Let's just say it took a while before I became a mother. But this, I was not prepared. Not that we, we are ever prepared. I just wasn't prepared. I no longer subscribe to the catch-all phrase, God won't give you more than you can handle. Nonsense. This was definitely more than I could handle. At the funeral, there were songs, people, family, your typical funeral, but there's nothing typical when it's your loved one's funeral. There were grown men crying when speaking of my father. When we went to the burial and he was being placed in the ground, you know how if you've ever been to a funeral, you go to the place, the burial site, and they are placing them in the ground. I just remember someone saying, catch her. She's about to fall. Out of body. Out of body experience. When I got into the car, I must have started wailing, which is something I don't do. I had never done before. I heard my cousin, who has now since passed on, say, Jesus. The pain was insurmountable. For so long, and it's been several years now, I focused on his death. I kept living, but I was hurting. Bad. I was deeply wounded. You know how we talked about in one of my episodes, wounds versus scars. I realized that I was going to stay wounded as long as I focused on his death. It wasn't until I began to focus on his life, his spirit, 
his light, how he lived, that I began to come out of it. It wasn't until I focused on who he was, what he had meant to me, the lessons he left with me, the wisdom. My father never told me how to live. He just showed it. He was an example. He never sat me down and says, daughter, this is how you should be, should live. Never. He was an example. He led by example. And again, like I said, it wasn't until I began to focus on his life, his spirit, and how he lived, that I realized that we are all passing through. (laughs) We are all just passing through. Such an event, I want to say, you never get over. So, Get rid of that idea. If anybody ever told you you get over it, no, you won't. I'm going to be honest with you. You won't get over it, but you will get through it. You will learn to get through it. With God, all things are possible. All things. So I started to be grateful that I had such a man of character in my life. What type of woman I was due largely to who he was. I realized that there were some women and men who had never known a father's love and presence. As I shared with some of the people that were close to me or came into my life or still in my life about my dad, they just couldn't relate. And it was then that I started to appreciate even more having him in my life. See, we can't judge people. We can't call women loose or men, um, what we call men sometimes selfish, if they haven't had the role models. They haven't had the understanding, a father's love, a presence. Now, yes, at some point, we all have to take responsibilities for learning and being better and becoming enlightened. But let's not judge. Let's, Let's reserve that judgment because you don't know. You don't know what somebody's carrying. Carrying, So I became more empathetic. Even in pain, there's a purpose. My father was and is a gift. I also realized that God will not give you more than he could handle. Hence the reason scripture says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Nowhere in the Bible, which is what I always refer to as my blueprint, does it say he won't give you more than you can handle. And actually, uh, a person who's a biblical scholar, scholar confirmed that for me. Because I was questioning everything. I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. Show it to me. Tell me where it is. Still, the cut was deep. I was still bleeding. It didn't help that there were other things picking at the wound, not allowing the wound to even begin to heal. I couldn't understand or get past the feeling. I couldn't get past the feeling. I cried, I prayed, I breathed, repeat. I cried, I prayed, I breathed, repeat. And I want you to know, I continued my life. I continued to smile. I continued to be. I continued to do 
all of the things that I had been called to do and to be. And one day, what felt random, God gave me the answer. I was talking to my mother and she just matter-of-factly started talking about my birth. I think my birthday was coming. And she was saying, and I was saying, she was like, I can't believe I'm about to have a blank year old daughter. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you that part. (laughs) And she explained that back then you could be in the hospital for a week or more if there were any problems or complications. She mentioned that she couldn't hold me when I was born due to her having an infection. So, you know how normally the baby is born, she's placed he or she is placed right on the chest or on the mother uh, or the person that gave birth. So she said, your dad held you first. Every day until my infection cleared up, your dad held you first. Whew. That's it. The light went on. It all made sense to me. I had prayed and asked, help me through it. Give me the answer. Why does this feel so deep? In the womb, we are safe, warm, and protected. And when we exit the womb, we are no longer in this warm, safe space. So, so often upon exit, where it is cold and unfamiliar and new, we do what? We cry. (laughs) We cry. Remember in episode one, we talked about love and different types of love. And when a child is held by their parent, the love hormone, which we call oxytocin from touch, is released, creating the natural bond between parent and child. And according to actual data, helping you to fall in love. Love. Hence, my first love. He was not only the first to hold me, but the first man to ever hold me. Whew. That explained so much for me. The bond was made, established, and rooted in love. The first Five or several days of my life, I was held by this man, spoken to by this man, understanding and feeling the warmth and safety from this warm place that I had lived for nine months. I had an answer, and immediately I felt peace. The feeling I had was the tearing and ripping of that bond. That's what it was I was experiencing. But the love remains unconditional, meaning that the love was not conditional on him being alive. The love remains. That's what real love is. It supersedes time and physical presence. It's not conditional at all, even upon death. The love doesn't end. It continues and often deepens. As I stated, the love has deepened. The love hasn't passed on, even though he has, my father has. 
I know I know now that my father is with his father and that he is truly free. Free from COVID, free from pain, free from struggle, free. He is free. Now, yes, I still cry, but I cry because I miss him. Not because I'm tormented by what happened and why. I don't fully understand it still, but I trust God knows what he's doing. That's why God is all-powerful, all-present, all-knowing. And it made me stronger, better, more empathetic. How do I know that God is a keeper? Today, I wrote this when I was out of town. So I'm, I'm referencing from when I was out of town. Today, I wrote this. I, I sit in a town at a restaurant that used to trigger me. But here I am. I am more than a conqueror meaning to be completely victorious, not a victim, but a victor. So we have to also normalize being a victor and not a victim. So many of the ways that false prophets get to us is playing upon a victimization mentality. And let me clarify that because it is important to acknowledge your pain That is the only way to get through it. Claiming victimization continuously is a way to get over it, not through it. See, when you get through something, you're done. That is the purpose of reflection. It's to look back and look at how far you've come. Not to stay there. There's a song that I had playing at my dad's home going because that's where we all want to go. We want to go home, right? Right? This is not our home. And it was called You Brought the Sunshine. I realize, and I hope you do and will too, is that the pain in your life is and never was meant to stay, only to pass, just like all of us are passing through. And I just wrote this this morning, actually, before this recording. But in a few of my podcasts, I have mentioned that the most important phrase you could learn, practice, and master are, please, thank you. You remember the last one, Brian? You're welcome. No! I give you this, Brian. You were ready. Please, thank you, and I'm sorry. Please, thank you, and I'm sorry. As this year comes to a close, I believe that some of you, some of us need to utter these words. Don't let 2024 come in and you're still being burdened by not saying these words. I'm going to help you. Say it with me. Practice. Please accept my apology. Go ahead. Your turn. I am sorry for the hurt, pain, and trauma I've caused. Thank you. Please accept my apology. I am sorry for the hurt, pain, and trauma I've caused you. 
thank you. Even if they say nothing, whether you text it, you leave it as a message, you call the person, you do it in person, even if you don't get a response, you let go of the outcome. Just mean it. We are all on a journey, so respect theirs. If they don't readily say, okay, I accept, that's okay. Do it for you and mean it. Some folks say they're sorry to appease or to pacify. It's not coming from a real place. Mean it. You might have to do some work, but mean it. That's why I said it takes practice. (laughs) It takes practice before you can master it. But I promise you, if you master these simple phrases, the phrases are simple, but they come with the process. Please, thank you, and I'm sorry. Your life will change for the better. There's a quote that says, Moving on is letting things happen. Moving forward is making things happen. You decide. Moving on is just letting 2024 come and letting 2023 go. Moving forward is making those things happen that you desire. More than your ego or your pride. Pride comes before the what? Y'all know the rest. So as I close, this was a little bit of an emotional one, but that's what happens when we reflect, right? I thank y'all for listening. I really, truly do. Thank you for riding with me on this enlightenment journey. And I pray that you continue because there's some good stuff coming in 2024. Yeah, so... Get ready, get ready, get ready. God bless. Take care.